Wilson, WPSC. Sorry. I'm asking one of our producers, Bianca Russo, I can't hear myself in the headphones, but we could hear. None of us uh, can. No. None of us can hear me on the headphones? Or? No, me either. Oh, okay. Because I'm the only one. Really we're on the air headphones. now. Welcome yeah. back. Oh, it's good to have you, Dr. Yes, Stephen Yes, 2016. Brand new year. The first show. Welcome. Welcome to 2016. Wow. Music Biz 101 and more 2016. And I'm still in a cast. Marconi is in a full um, full body cast because well, of Thanksgiving 2015. Almost. Yes. But um, you're, you're looking good. You were in Thank Florida. You. Yes, I was. Uh, Three Mar- sunny days out of the whole month of January. Wow. That's, that's not fair. But you do, I can see um, you're mostly tan. You know, right now Marconi is top. Well, I took so. advantage of it. Yeah. I was bottomless, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another story. No, I know. That's, that's, uh, we'll put that on the blog. Right. Speaking of the blog, on the musicbiz101wp.com, where people can go and sign up for our newsletter and learn all about Music Biz and what this show is, Music Biz. Right, and we're looking very much forward to this semester. Very much forward. After we get done with the basketball yes. pre-umps. <laughs> pre uh, pre umps, yes, we are going to be pre umpted after this for a few right. weeks by uh, William Patterson University basketball, and go uh, pioneers. We'll be back, yeah, def- definitely go pioneers. Uh, That's right. We're, we're very into pioneers. Speaking of pioneers, we have two alums with us tonight. I know, as and well as our two student producers. So many students here, and I was a student here as well. You're the only one in this room who never really went to William Patterson. Yeah, you taught here, but it doesn't count until you go. Right. Yeah. So I'm not a true pioneer. No, you're not. You're not. You're just a nice guy. An orangeman. You listen to The World is Ours by the Allie Mack Project beforehand, who is an alum of yes. William Patterson University. Uh, tonight's guest we will get into in a moment, but they are two buddies from the JT Project, Todd Shefflin and Jacob Webb. We'll give them a hand real quick. Todd Shefflin and Jacob Webb, JT Project, JT Project. Oh, yeah. Uh, James Taylor, um, they're big fans, and they're going to perform Fire and Rain for us. <laughs> right. A later. We have our two producers. We have the Just Frank and Bianca Russo. Just Frank and Bianca Russo. Yes. That's, that's great. Just constantly, constantly yes. keeping track of the screaming and the yelling. Right. We have two thank yous that we should give, Dr. Stephen. Mar- oh, we didn't say. So you're Dr. Esteban Marconi. Yes, I am. And you are Professor. Kirk. Yes, Professor David Kirk Philp. Right. There is somebody you on- can call him. Uh, Professor David Kirk Philp. That's right. That, that is right. There's somebody here who always called me uh, Dr. Philp, and I said, don't call me Dr. Philp. I'm not a doctor. Um, you can call me Kirk or David Kirk or whatever. So he always calls me Kirk, but I think he thinks I go by Kirk ah. all the time, and that's the official middle name, but it's the joke, too. Okay. He didn't get the joke, <laughs> as not nobody else all. did. So we, uh, we want to thank... The Music Biz Association, mm-hmm. save the date, May 16th through the 18th, 2016, when Music Biz goes to Music Biz in the Music City. Our radio show is going to the Music Biz Convention in Nashville. Mm-hmm. We'll be there with a group of William Patterson students. We're going to be interviewing industry pros, making connections, learning a lot more of this business we call music. And then we should also thank the folks at Van Dyne, Bruno, Inc. and White Hat Management mm-hmm. with artists, Stephen, like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Sharon Jones, and the Dap Kings, and KISS. There's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to vb-cpa.com when you're ready. Uh, yes. What did you think of that? I wrote that today. That's wonderful. Yeah, I feel like going there right now. I feel like I don't think you're qualified. I'm not. Follow us on Twitter. Instagram, the face of the book, at MusicBiz101WP, and all this stuff is recorded, goes up on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, just go to MusicBiz101WP. Enough fooling around. Dr. Marconi, we have guests. Who are they? Well, I'd like them to introduce themselves because they are graduates of William Patterson. The first one is a graduate of the Music Management Jazz Studies track. And he graduated in 2011, 2010. Then heck would you all go right to Jacob. (laughs) No, Todd, please introduce yourself. What's up, Willie P listeners? This is Todd Shefflin uh, of the JT Project, and it's truly an honor to be here. Thank you guys for having us. Good. It's good. Todd Shefflin. Yes. Todd Shefflin. 
Right, and then we have the 2011 grad of the jazz program at William Patterson. Absolutely, yes. My name is Jacob Webb. Uh, I mean, I'm a proud alum of William Patterson University. Uh, the jazz prog- program is still rocking today, stronger than ever, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jacob Webb, Jacob Webb, William Patterson. <laughs> yes. All right. Rocking the jazz. Great. Well, I have a little bio that I can read about these guys. Is that all right? If would you, you like that, or would you would you let one skip the bio and go right to your third degree? Well, as long you as tell you, me. You start with quote. Uh, let's see. Well, they're a J- you guys. You're great at this, by the way. At which yeah. part? You just like you just let it roll Don't off you know the tongue. Is, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm the straight man for, <laughs> for Jim Carrey. That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. And this is the award-winning music biz winner anymore. We've just won the Todd Shefflin Award for Excellence. Apparently. That's right. Yes. By the way, Todd Shefflin is a listener, a loyal listener of, of this. I've seen is... all the podcasts, all the videos, the music seminar. I'm a fan. That's good. Yeah. That's right. very cool. Right. And by the way, our job is to make loyal listeners of the JT Project, which is a music collective incorporating the most talented jazz and soul musicians in New Jersey and New York City. I added the New Jersey because you guys live in New Jersey, and I love the Garden State. Yo, Chris Christie represent. Uh, you guys have... <laughs> You've uh, independently released four critically acclaimed albums, Love, Passion, Correspondence, Volume 1, also Volume 2, also Volume 3, and then Under the Covers, Volume 1, which came out in 2014, which had the single Jet Setter, and it was reached number five on the Billboard jazz charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that be traditional jazz, or are we talking contemporary jazz? Uh, contemporary jazz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. And let's see. For their fifth and most recent full-length recording, um, period, the JT Project has partnered <laughs> with record label Trippin' and Rhythm yes. through Sony Music Entertainment to release the album, which is called Moments of Change, featuring the single Overdrive. And then they have created their own record label, JT Project Records. They have a production company in which they compose, produce, market, promote, and distribute music for artists both on and off the label. There is a ton to talk about with these entrepreneurs who are very successful. And you guys have won awards. You won an ASCAP award last year, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, We won the ASCAP award, the Nicholas Ashford Award. Nick Ashford. Uh, Ashford and Simpson. Ashford and Simpson are the acclaimed songwriters and artists they wrote. Arguably Marvin Gaye's biggest songs with Tammy Terrell, uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Ain't Nothing Like the Real Thing. And they also were artists in their own right. They had sure. big hits in the um, 80s, in the 80s, like Solid as a Rock. Mm-hmm. They also wrote big hit uh, for, um, well, it later was covered by Whitney Houston, which was uh, I'm Every Woman. Mm-hmm. They wrote I'm Every Woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so yeah. she's on the board of ASCAP. Mm-hmm. And we have a wonderful relationship with her, and we could talk about that. And through our relationship and through our hard work, she introduced us to the people at ASCAP, and they felt right to present that award to us. And it was wonderful. We um, performed at Jazz at Lincoln Center in the Allen Room in front of a who's who's cast of the music business, where mm-hmm. there was a whole bunch of other um, award recipients for different w- awards. There was a Quincy Jones Award. There was other all kinds of classical musicians, pop musicians. There was a girl from Nashville who's an up-and-comer who we met who performed as well. And um, it was beautiful, you know, uh, wonderful, wonderful award. Absolutely. So I have a question, probably an important question for Todd, and that is when you came to the jazz program, were you fully versed in the pop business as you are now? In other words, did you know, well, you were just talking about Astrid and Simpson. And you just, you know, you mentioned several things before when we were outside talking. But this is such a, an acoustic program, as, as we call it, an acoustic tradition pro, traditional program, where if you plug in something besides a guitar, God forbid the lights may go off in Shea. So did you come with, with the desire to know more about the entire music business or were you strict? I know you were in my program, but were you strictly came as an acoustic park, Charlie Parker, a disciple, <laughs> whatever? Well, I grew up uh, listening to uh, blues records, uh, Muddy Waters, Willie Dixon, mm-hmm. Leon Redbone. Those are my father's music. And my mother, uh-huh. my mother loved Motown. So I really came from a place of um, R&B 
and mm-hmm. blues, which then you know ultimately led me to pop. I was really into hip hop from the '90s and early uh, 2000s. Um, as I got deeper into my craft of saxophone, you know, I definitely went through that period of like, I'm only going to listen to Charlie Parker, I'm only going to listen to Cannibal Adderley and mm-hmm. Sonny Stitt mm-hmm. and Dexter Gordon and John Coltrane, um, which was vital for my craft. But um, never, I never left my passion and love for all music in general. You mm-hmm. know, there's music, uh, music speaks, you know, is trans- transcends genres. You know, I don't, sure. I don't believe in, sure. you know, we should only be one thing or anything like that. Right. You know? And Jacob, how about you? Well, it's Marconi. Thank you for giving me the floor. I appreciate it. Anytime I can speak. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a Republican debate. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you know, I, I grew up, uh, listening to anyway, yeah. As oh, I was saying, sorry. you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I grew up listening to. Uh, I started out in the church. Um, a lot of g- gospel-rooted music in the Midwest, originally from Kansas, mm-hmm. and um, and throughout high school, I started listening to other genres of music. Um, as a musician in the Midwest, um, one thing that we're always proud of is being very versatile. And, um, you know, since quite as it's kept, Charlie Parker was born in Kansas, sure. you know, and and there are the the roots of bluegrass is very strong in, in, in the state of Kansas. So I was I was very much brought up with a lot of different things and coming to William Patterson was a way for me uh, with the jazz program is a way for me to um technically advance myself because once you've um uh learned the techniques of of the bebop vocabulary it kind of opens the door for yeah. other things and you know i came into this program not just strictly on a, a, a jazz kind of mentality but just a universal concept as mm-hmm. well so mm-hmm. that's where me and todd have very similar you know background yeah music. that's good i mean that's great because majority of the jazz guys I know on weekends, especially the guitar players and so on, those students all have, uh, you know, their their rack of buttons and, and so on, and they have their solid bodies. But during the week, they're playing hollow and acoustic and so on. So I know some of them are closet, you know, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, that, that's in the professional world, too. You yeah, know, sure. There, there's so many wonderful, quote-unquote, jazz musicians um, in New York that are, you know, the a big part of their income is you know playing pop music yeah. and cover songs sure. uh, for corporate events and things like that you yeah. know what i mean it's just that's just part of uh part of how you do it right and yeah. i think as you learn that music um when you're forced to learn that music you you grow a real appreciation for it yeah yeah well look at dr luke i mean he's oh absolutely you know guitarist and so on so you left uh you did an internship when you were a senior yeah, I did. Uh, oh, I don't even remember. I did. I worked at WBGO actually, eight point uh-huh. three WBGO jazz station, biggest jazz station in the country. Right. It was wonderful. I worked in the marketing department. Went to like uh, the different events they had in the summer, different outdoor concerts, and it's my job to lug all the all the pamphlets and marketing material over right. and set up the table. And it was great. Right. I saw right. a lot of free concerts. It was wonderful. So the other half of you, not to step on Jacob, but the other half of you is. Your day job, yeah. Uh, you take care of A and R and publishing and so on. Why don't you explain that a little bit? Sure. I'm the senior director of A and R and licensing at Missing Link Music Publishing and Administration, and we're one of the most <clears throat> progressive and influential independent music publishers and administrators uh, in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. My follow-up question to that. Uh, J- oh, Jacob, what did, do you have a day job, Jacob? You know, when I uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I I left college, I said, you know, I'm gonna do this music thing full time, um, and that's that's where I've been. Um, I really appreciate, um, you know, when I wake up writing music and and doing a lot of things for other artists and and you know dedicating my time to that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I, I my my day job is is you know musically inclined. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. That's great. I mean, that's great. I mean, yeah, because we, I mean, as a faculty, we always, you know, 
present that to someone to follow their dream in their 20s. Uh, why you can, why you're not, world isn't so complicated. Mm-hmm. And we push that, actually, to be, be an artist, if you want to be an artist. And I always say that fate will tell you when sort of to plug, pull the plug, you know. So, Or fate will tell you when to uh, trade in the Lamborghini for the Maserati, mm-hmm. which, which yeah. may be where you're headed. Talk about it. <laughs> That's right. So uh, my question then, and, and it, it's kind of interesting that Jacob, because with, with Todd having the day job, so I assumed Jacob would have a day job too. So the question would have been, and we can still talk about it, is anybody's dream to this day is still, I want to get signed to a record label. And you guys created your own record label, and you also have an affiliation with Sony's Trippin' in Rhythm. So being that you have a label and you're signed to a label, why do you why do you need a day job? Aren't you getting paid enough because you're signed to a label? <laughs> so uh, now is time to refute that thinking. It's, it's I getting mean, real. You never, you, <laughs> it's getting real. It's getting, uh, you're never getting paid enough, no matter what you're doing. You could always make more money, but that's with anything. Um, no, I, I love going into work. I mean, I was telling uh, – I mean, I love working – I mean – it's funny you say day job, night job, because a lot of times there's stuff that I'm doing for JT that has to do with the stuff that I'm doing at Missing Link. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, what I'm saying is that, like, for instance, I told Marconi that, um, you know, part, part of my job is to license uh, music and film and television. Um, just did something for Zoolander 2 mm-hmm. that's coming out. We licensed uh, the iconic um, F the Police uh, for the NWA biopic, uh, we, I mean, I do countless, I just did a, uh, we had, we signed, uh, we, one of our clients that I signed is Far East Movement, um, like a G6, Rocketeer, Interscope Records, huge, huge artist, uh, just licensed a song this week for, um, a major motion picture in France. So this is kind of the fun stuff that I get to do. Um, I get to listen for samples that mass people steal, you know, like in infringement claims and things like copyright infringement. Uh, so we can set up um, lawsuits and, and claims and, and settlements to make our company more money. I look to sign new artists and writers. And I always mesh the two. I, I let people know about what's going on with the JT project as well, because there's always, you never know when an opportunity could arise that, um, Things can work together. Also, we make great music. I like to share our music with whoever I'm working with. Mm-hmm. You know, and Missing Link doesn't have a problem with you having this dual identity. No, not not to my knowledge. I mean, good. I'm still there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. So, Dave, do you want to play something? People yeah. might be on their edge of their seats to hear. I, th- something. I think most of our listeners are on the edge of their their seats at this moment. Uh, we have, uh, do we want to start with, what do you want us to play for yeah, a first sure. song? Oh, we get to play more than one song. Yeah, we'll play a little, sure. we'll play like part, part. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's move uh, chronologically then and start with a song. Our first single that we sent to radio under our own label, it was called Jet Setter. And it's our highest um, award-winning song to date. And it went to number five on Billboard. Um, and it's on the album under the covers if you guys want to listen to Jet Setter for a little bit. Okay, we she wants to bring that. that bring that up. It, bring that up. Oh. Did you find it on Spotify? Here we go.
that you, Jacob? Playing there? Is that you? Yeah, that's me. Okay. We don't want to talk over your solo. But, all right, we just turned it down. My fault. Okay, sorry about that. I gave hand signals to, uh, hey, let's start talking. You can keep it playing in the background. That's okay. You can go to iTunes and pick that up. You know, no problem. <laughs> there we go. That's Jet Set or the JT Project. A number of different ways to go. It's one. My first thought is it's a shame uh, when you guys were maybe still in college. There was CD 101.9 mm-hmm. that does not exist now. It's WFAN's FM station. But this is what they would term smooth jazz, and um, you would get played like crazy on on that station. So why don't we talk about? Because we talked about this earlier about uh, your your various revenue streams. Um, I, I was sort of alluding sort of alluding to that when you guys had the when I brought up the day job versus night job thing. But you have said that you get paid from the performance rights organizations. You're members of ASCAP. Obviously, it'd be funny if you were BMI and ASCAP's giving you a award that you'd be really good. I guess. Yeah, actually, funny story. We were a member of BMI, and then we found out we were getting that award, and uh, you know we had to do a little switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, That's why ASCAP gave you the award. Is we got to get these two guys. So uh, you got paid from the performance rights organizations. You can explain how that works, and then you also were talking about sound exchange as it pertains to when you get airplay on uh, Sirius XM. So why don't you talk about? that and talk about your radio strategy and how you're getting your music on the radio and talk about i just saw a film starring will ferrell um a a family film it's pg-13 uh but in which uh, just came out this this uh holiday season i went with my family and um he plays like the number two guy in a smooth jazz station and he his whole thing is we're the number three smooth jazz station in america and that was the joke was that it was smooth jazz, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's a it's a legitimate form of music and here you guys are making money from it. So I will stop talking and you will start answering now. Oh, what was the question? I, was <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was very, very long. I was talking about well you, you how, yeah. how do we get the music on the radio? Yeah, what was this, the radio? Uh, how are you getting your stuff on the radio and talk about the revenue coming in? Okay. Well, you know, there are several parts to this and I will talk about the the birth of a song and then when we talk about business I'll hand it over to Todd mm-hmm. um, I remember it was in May of 20 it was either 2013 or 2014 um, Todd and I we had already released three records uh, the Love Passion Correspondence series and um, we wanted to create emotional music that was placed in a very live setting and uh, to where there was no no overdubs, one takes, you know, we wanted to capture the moment. And um, through those series, you know, we really tried to get some really good radio promotion from that and uh, we kind of hit a dead end on that because we learned that... Um, I mean, it was beautiful music, and um, but it just wasn't marketable. And you know, me and Todd, we we had to sit down and and come up with some ideas of how can we keep our integrity, um, and and still make some of the best music we possibly can, and but also getting the notor- notoriety radio. And so uh, we formulated an idea, and that was the record under the covers where you know we wanted to spend a little more time in the studio um instead of doing just one takes of everything we we wanted to really polish everything up make the music as emotional as possible that 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 didn't change the the emotion behind it but some of the techniques that we used um as far as recording were a little different so that it would be a little more marketable and radio friendly and so that was the original step you know um to be able to have a plan that'll get the job done and once we had that then um we felt like all the pieces were aligned to uh contact the radio promoter now were you thinking when you were composing were you thinking of radio after you went back so let's say to the drawing board yeah i mean we we definitely had everything was planned out to where radio was the priority you know we really mm-hmm. need to 
be heard in some some form. And it was radio, so the compositions were, um, you know, designed for radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then on the business side, how did you introduce it to station program directors and so on? Yeah, it's, so once we had the music in place, <clears throat> we decided... Uh, I actually... This it's all about relationships. <clears throat> I was looking at the Billboard charts, and I saw that um, this uh, saxophonist out of Texas, his name is Vandell Andrew. He had the number one song. It was a good song, and I was I I, I hit him up. I was like, "How'd you get your song to number one?" And he he hit me back, and he told me, "I did this, this, and this, and I called." such and such you know so he put us in contact with his radio promoter who's a wonderful person his name is david coonert and his company is called future groove promotions that's an independent he's an independent promoter he has a long history in the industry i I, give me i hope he doesn't if he's listening i'm sorry i don't remember the the label he he the couple different major labels he worked at over the years but he's still uh, works major label artists and independent artists alike, and he's uh, he, just jazz though, or it, any yeah, genre? It, this genre, contemporary jazz, contemporary right? Jazz right, right. This is, okay. and he did this for major labels like back in um, you know, like when uh, you know. So he's he's been doing this for a long time. He's wonderful, and um, he he kind of became our a mentor in a way, kind of like coached us, explained us what we need to do, how do we need to get it right ready? You know, we need to get certain artwork, and we need to press um single packages and mark promotional packages of the cd and create one sheets and have artwork um and uh he coached us and he brought us through this whole process the process took like quite a quite a bit of time a few like four or five months to actually get it ready and then uh through his help we sent it out to all the stations and then it's his job after we get it out to then well, even before we get it out, he lets everybody know about us, all the program di- directors. And he, basically, he knows all the program directors. Mm-hmm. And he has their numbers, and he has the list, and he has relationships with each and every one of them. And he can call, he can call them and email them. And when he sends them music under his label, they open it up, and they listen to it. It's because they know that whatever he's working is, is, should be on the radio. Is he just terrestrial, or is he also internet radio and Sirius XM? So, right. So, the way it works is Sirius XM is part of who, of the promotion that he helps us with. Absolutely. That's a big part of how he helps us with Sirius XM radio play. Um, and it the way it works in, in this genre, I'm not sure about other genres, but you have <clears throat> about 20, 20 or 22 stations that report their plays and their spins and their ads and an ad is when a song is put on the station that's what an ad is and called they play it in rotation on right right basis. so when a song is put into rotation it's called an ad so we'll, so that's what an ad is so there's about 22 stations in this genre that report their ads and their spins to BDS Nielsen mm-hmm. which is for our conversation also billboard in this situation so mm-hmm. they're the same so whoever's number one on BDS uh on their reports is also number one on billboard okay so he helps us so we so we send our music to the reporters who only want the single they're only gonna play the single mm-hmm. then there's like a whole slew of college stations other terrestrial stations around the country that don't report to billboard but play the music that we send the album to and those guys, we all, and he also promotes and helps us get music played on there. But those spins are a little more difficult to keep track of because they don't report to BDS and Billboard mm-hmm. for spins. So the focus is those first. Do, do you have to go to the 22 first, or do you want to go outside of that and then build a groundswell so that the 22 is? Is there a way that they go? Or well, when we when we send everything out, it's it's all at one time. Okay. So. Uh, you're either going to, I mean, it, it out of all the stations, they're all going to get it at once. So it's nice to get as many stations as possible because if a station that's not on the, the 22 uh, BDS panel mm-hmm. um, are adding it, then it might give it traction and uh, some of the stations uh, from the BDS panel will, will add it. And that's, you know, that's everything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because they sense that there's something going on with right. this track. It makes sense for us to play it. We're going to get a good response because something in Tep- in Topeka or something there they're playing it there, right? <laughs> Wichita. Wichita is yeah. the station. Okay, Wichita. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so how how then did you um, get plugged into the jazz clubs that want contemporary smooth jazz? So, so you mean you mean how do we get gigs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, I, I was trying to be more specific to, you know, because every room isn't going to take you. Well, that's. I mean, could, that's that's true and that's not true because. Um, if well, you, for instance, could you play Dizzy's? Absolutely. Actually, Jacob just performed there. With your stuff. It wasn't our stuff, but he. he I mean, he was. Well, there. I'm not putting that put that aside. You guys are great musicians, but I mean, Dizzy's isn't known for for. Kenny G to come in there and and uh, right, but, but they'd rather have Harold Mayburn and so on. Sure, um, I, I wouldn't. You know, I mean, Kenny, Kenny G is a is a wonderful musician and saxophonist, but I wouldn't compare our, our music. No, no. I just I, what I would I, what I would say is, um, you know, if if you really listen to our catalog, you know, we played our our radio hits, which are going to sound a certain way. Right. But um, when you take a listen to our music, um, it actually has more of um, uh, you know. You know, to, to use artists to compare to, we have inspirations from people like Marcus Miller, mm-hmm. David Sanborn, mm-hmm. who utilize um, world, you know, quote unquote world music, different yeah. different um, elements and instruments and percussion from different parts of the world. Sure. Um, that have a, an organic feel, but have a funk and a soul and a, and a groove to it. You know, all mm-hmm. enveloped. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I truly feel like there's no room. Uh, we can't play. I mean, we played the blue. We played Blue Note. Blue Note. We played mm-hmm. the Iridium. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the Velvet Note in Atlanta. Actually, we're going there. You go back there in June. Yeah, we're going for a two night residency. I mean, th- I think they had Kenny Garrett. They had Kenny Garrett, Wyclef Gordon, who mm-hmm. uh, these are jazz at Lincoln Center people. I think Winmar. I mean, so right. that's a straight ahead. I mean, yeah. they they play a lot of straight ahead people right. at that club. So. Um, well, why don't we, um, I would like to, anyway, for my own uh, edification, uh, why don't we pull up a tune that is not a radio tune? Sure. From, An album track? Yeah. Well, whatever you want to call it, but so that we get a feel for the maybe a broader sense Absolutely. of what you guys are doing. Do, do, um, is volume two, Love, Passion, Correspondence, volume two, is that on the uh, Spotify? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's look up. Uh... Yeah, look up what? Yeah, it'd be like here we go. Okay, uh, <laughs> Jacob, you should be doing radio the way you got. This. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Listen trying to, to go through the order in my head. Well, it's he been does a while. that. Okay, we're listening to WPSC Music Biz 101 and more, 88.7 WPSC, campus of William Patterson, the yeah. University. Yeah. Trying to find a track to play by the JT Project, and there are many to play. There, that is six eight, six eight. not necessarily made for radio. Yeah, six eight. This is a song that um, it's called six eight. It's called six eight because of the the feel. It actually has been uh, renamed to "Daddy, I Miss You," which was the song we performed at the ASCAP award ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a song we wrote, you know, for a girl who we know that lost her uh, father far mm-hmm. too soon. Okay. It's a very emotional piece. We play it in all of our sets.
pretty cool. Yeah, like, I hear the world as, as and you, the funk. Yeah, as you yeah. can see, it's, it's it's not just the different kind of um, song, but it sounds completely different too. I mean, sonically, you know, and rhythmically even. You you sort yeah. of have two different yeah. thing, mm. two different rhythmic yeah that's attitudes going on. You know, mm-hmm. at the same time. Edo and that's wow. Um, there's the drum pattern, which mm-hmm. is a three over two pattern, mm-hmm. right? which, you know, you have one, two, one, two. And over that is one, two, three, one, two, three, one, mm-hmm. two, three. And I'm glad you picked that up. That's mm-hmm. inspiring. You know, I, I appreciate <laughs> you guys. I, I, oh, okay. You know, I, I appreciate these questions. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? I thought this was going to be, uh, you know, softball, the soft, you know, no, but no. you're, you know, you're, yeah, you're, asking, you're, dating us, right now? you're asking us to uh, justify our music, which, uh, uh-huh. You know, we're more than happy to do, but it's but it's great. It's well, great. there's a stigma you know. to smooth jazz. I, I played Glenn Fry recently died like two days ago of the Eagles, of and um, Glenn Fry had a hit song in 1985 that started with a sweet saxophone line. Uh, it's called "You Belong to the City," and I and I wrote about this on our blog, and I told a class today. I played this for them. It is such a a beautiful melody played on the saxophone and it became a guilty pleasure immediately probably because because it was just so beautiful i don't know if it was an unmacho thing or something but um and i feel that uh, smooth jazz has that as well it's 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 the very it's not raw like your like your acoustic jazz that steve was talking about it's it's more i i don't know how to how to describe it but it but it has a it's not as cool Apparently, I'm not saying I agree, but there's that. It's sure. not as cool as Thelonious I mean, Monk. Well, you know, music is subjective. Yeah. yeah. And music is music. I mean, um, just the way you are, Billy Joel, mm-hmm. Phil Woods on saxophone yeah. solo. One of the most famous saxophone solos it's ever recorded. It's a beautiful recorded. song. It's, it's an amazingly it's, produced song. It's though. a beautiful solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Phil Woods is one of the most musical saxophonists that have ever walked this earth mm-hmm. for him to be able to play what he played on on that solo um i forget the artist but uh that, yeah, yeah it's like can they do you know what song i'm talking yeah, about yeah, i forget yeah. the artist who's saying but that's michael brecker on the saxophone solo yeah, right. um there's countless saxophone solos recorded by some of the greatest quote-unquote jazz monsters that you the only way you would recognize them is by their sound mm. and really that's i think that's what it's all about is sound you know because there's only 12 notes everybody's playing them all in every which way so when it really comes down to is your own personal unique sound mm. sonically how you hit the ear mm. and that's what we go for that's what we use as the most important thing mm. uh, one final question just about the the independent radio before we move back um I, I, he's an independent radio promotion guy uh the company again is future groove promotions where is he based uh, chicago chicago payment obviously he's he's not doing this or when you talk about mailing you're doing the mailing yourselves obviously he's getting paid for this is it a project i don't you don't have to tell me exactly what what you're paying him uh, you're smiling so you're paying him uh, quite a bit um but is it a per project basis we had a woman elena lanza another graduate of the program who's an independent radio promotion person she talked oh, cool. about project fees and people should listen to the podcast i just listened to it the other day actually where she talked about this but it's a project fee you have a song i want you to work jet setter i'm going to give you thirty five hundred dollars and here was it include what it includes is I that like how you said that price and then you wanted to see how i was going to react to that. <laughs> i like that you want to see what you know you know uh is project by project so uh song song by song uh so there's different ways to structure it sometimes and different people do differently sometimes there's um uh when you do the first single on an album it's uh more money than say a second or third single mm-hmm. like they give you a less uh, cost less to do the second and third single and then also there could be like bonuses put into it so if i get you the top five you know, we're going to put in a bonus, you know, you're going to right. owe me such and such extra. And then if I get you to number one, you're going to owe me another extra mm-hmm. amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so it is song by song, and there's different ways to structure the payments. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Yeah. And does he just take anybody? Or did, you know, oh, no, he won't work he, a song that he can't get on the radio. Or that he doesn't believe. He likes to mm-hmm. uh, only work songs that he knows he can get on the chart. That's so good. That's he has a to great feel like it's quality. going to get on the yeah. chart. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people who would, uh, Marconi and I tomorrow could go on the web and say, <laughs> we'll get you guys on the radio, give me $4,000, and here's what it is, and then <laughs> yeah. you never hear from I'm, us again. I don't know. There might be people out there like that, and I'm, I'm just grateful that uh, the, the people we work with don't work like that. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Now, um, may I read a tweet, Dr. Marconi? Certainly. All right. 
by the way, people may tweet us at any point at MusicBiz101WP. Here's a tweet from Xander Marks, and I think this is is perfect segue into what we should get into. To the JT Project on tonight's show, it's so hard to get signed, especially in jazz. How'd you do it? Talk about your independent, uh, your independent JT project stuff, and then into this tripping and rhythm association with Sony. Yeah, had talk about Sony, that. Yeah, yeah uh, come about. Started off, you know, give a condensed version of the story. It's, it's long. It's a, it's a long one. Um, well, how did we get signed? Well, it goes like this. <laughs> Back in two thousand and seven. I came here to William Patterson University as a freshman. Um, It's about the second or third day I was on campus. I walked into the practice rooms of Shea, and I heard a beautiful sound, and it was amazing. And um, I opened the door, and there Todd was. This is all 100% true. And from that day on, I knew that we were going to have a musical journey together. And it started here at William Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you know, if you do a, a little Google search on us or whatever, you we designated a spot to where we wanted William Patterson's name to be there, you know, because we, we really appreciated, uh, you know, where we met and how we met. And from that point, we developed our concept of music. I mean, in order to, it's something you have to tell a story in, in this, this field. You can't just um, pretend to be something and, and expect a lot of great things to happen. Um, So, you know, we developed a concept over a series of, four or five years of and and we we learned a lot of different things we we made a lot of mistakes and we bounced from it there were learning learning curves and um it really wasn't in our idea uh to get signed which was you know it's always the irony of it um but you know we we felt like from the time that we created the first three records, the Love Passion Correspondence series, um, and then doing the under the covers, it was it was the right move. But um, the journey, you know, I'm I'm being vague. It's it's hard. I mean, it's it's like um, it starts with performing, you know, and. And taking those gigs where you drive down to Philly to a jazz club that I'm not going to name and show up and the power goes off in the venue and you have a full band of, you know, six to eight people in the band. And as band leaders, you're responsible for uh, paying those guys and you go in a venue and the power shuts off and and then they tell you, hey, guys, uh it's over, you know, and you guys got to go back home with no bread. And, you know, we're out four or five, six hundred dollars. Bread is money. Bread, bread is money. Um, Street slang. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it, it's all about for me, there, there's no right or wrong way to do it. But it's all about staying in, you know, staying in the game because, uh, you're going to learn a lot of lessons, and it's going to make you want to quit. Um, times get pretty hard, but once you kind of get over the hurdle, then things start happening. Um, you know, uh, the late, great Mulgrew Miller, um, one of my favorite piano player that ever lived this, you know, earth, and also happened to be uh, my professor here at the school, uh, he told me right before I graduated the school, the strongest will prevail, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, 
for, you know, for, from my perspective of the whole business of music, it's all about staying in it and and waiting until it's it's your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a thank you for sharing all that, Jacob. That was a beautiful conceptual answer to that question. Um, I'll give uh, I'll give a, a more I'll give a, a less vague perspective. Just, you know. How we okay? So, real simple. We got on. We got on radio. We got on radio. Sales went up. Sales went up. We got interest from more people. We built a bigger fan base. And you were independent at that point. So when sales went up, you were going through CD Baby or something. Uh, or? TuneCore. TuneCore. TuneCore okay. distributed. You know, they they mm-hmm. always. That's all. We always use TuneCore. I learned about TuneCore here. Mm-hmm. I remember when they. I, I mean. They were like just beginning, and I was mm-hmm. a student here. And because well, Jeff Price was here, that's right. That's right. how I learned about TuneCore when I saw him speak here. Kind right. of deep, actually. I think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. great. Anyway, uh, yeah, sales went up extremely. It was it was incredible. Never. I mean, <laughs> can, can you say from what to what? Uh, a roundabout. I what? mean, from hundreds to tens of thousands. You okay. know, I mean, I think of song of the individual song of individual like songs. I mean, I just saw the other day. I mean, it's a whole other discussion, but I think uh, we had like eight hundred thousand streams, like just in the last two months. You know, mm-hmm. on on songs. You know, I mean, um, I mean, I wish they were sales, but that, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys talk about that with your students. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. So we started showing up on uh, SoundScan. You know, people are like, you know, sales. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were, so we actually started talking to a couple different labels, major labels, um, and uh, through different relationships and having um, a, uh, a a good feeling about what's going on. Uh, you know, we went with uh, Trippin' and Rhythm, which has so far been a wonderful decision. Um, but yeah, you know, we got we reached more people. All about, you know, I was watching the Julie Greenwald stuff that you guys do. She talks about, you know, there's a whole world out there. You know, she kept talking about that, you know, you got to hit every market. You know, it's all about eyeballs and, and ears, you know. That's what radio did for us. We never had a song hit hit radio world, you know, over the country like that before. Once it did, um, people couldn't, once they heard the music, they, they wanted they wanted to be a part of what we were doing. Which, result, which resulted in, uh, you know, us being able to converse with these labels. Right. As, as St- we found in jazz now, uh, Marconi, that uh, Steve Leeds, who works for Sirius XM Radio, he was actually our very first guest on this show ever, and he's also uh, an adjunct here, um, still says it is radio that drives the business. It's mm-hmm. radio, you mm-hmm. know, and you're showing, you know, it's a, a sample size of one, but for you, it's radio that, that drove it yeah. for you, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, In addition to obviously having the the art, the, the quality. Yeah, I mean, content we, we wanted to play. Uh, we wanted to play the major festivals, and we saw that the only way to play major festivals was to have a booking agent. And we saw that the only people with booking agents had record deals. Right. So we were like, how can we get a record deal? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we were like, well, we gotta sell. We gotta make sales because that's what they care about. And how are we gonna? make sales we gotta get our music in front of more people mm-hmm. how are we gonna get our music in front of more people well we're gonna invest in radio promotion because that will get the music in front of more people and it did mm-hmm. uh, 30 seconds before we have to go oh we have one minute 60 seconds uh merch do you guys have uh a jt project t-shirts hats well we're working on the t-shirts and the hats but <laughs> you know we do have four cds for sale that you can get on, you know, all the digital platforms like Amazon, iTunes, uh, I believe CD Baby. If not, go with the Amazon or iTunes. Um, anything else to add? Yeah, just, you know, check our music out. We're all over YouTube, everything, you know. I um, I really trust that you'll enjoy it once you take right. a listen. And what have we in our, what have we called the CD, Dr. Marconi, in, in our well, Talks. yes, we call it a waste of time, basically. But, <laughs> but in that genre, it's it's not quite as much of a waste of time as no, abs- absolutely not. I get emails on a weekly basis from fans all over the world. I got one from uh, uh, somewhere in Canada. Uh, 
you know, how can I buy the CD? You know, so mm-hmm. it's a certain. Our some of our audience, you know, still definitely purchase yeah. CD. We yeah. talk about we consider it a piece of merch. Yes. Yeah, that's that's where right. I was going. You were supposed to answer that. Well, this is January. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, let's listen to Ally Mac Project. The world is ours for uh, go to a couple things. Then when we come back, we will uh, wrap it up with the JT Project. So you're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. WPSC. Brave New Radio. 88.7 WPSC. Go! You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. There are many reasons and many people who need prescription medications. These same drugs that ease suffering for some are abused by others. When abused, these drugs can have some really scary side effects and even cause death. Prescription drug abuse among college students is a growing trend, which often includes combining prescription drugs like opiates with alcohol and other substances. The non-medical use of prescription medications is a close second only to marijuana as the most common form of illicit drug use. Combining alcohol and opiates enhances the sedative effects of these drugs, increasing the risk of death from overdose. Prescribed does not mean safe. Don't share. Use correctly. Store securely. Dispose responsibly. To learn more about the use and abuse of prescription medications, contact Marianne Edmond, health educator at edmondm1 at wpu.edu. If you think you have a problem with prescription medications and need to talk, contact the Counseling Center at 2257. This message was made possible through a grant of the New Jersey Department of Human Services, Division of Addiction Services. We got adopted. Over the years, I came to know what really happened. She had when she was 17. The way she saw things going, it wasn't a good environment to raise a kid. The fact that she did that just shows how strong of a woman my mother is, and I thank her each and every day for it. I wouldn't be the person who I am today, and I like the person I am today. I knew I was loved, and I was part of a family, so that was what's important to me. For more information, visit ichooseadoption.org. I'm Christoph. And I'm Christopher. And our mom chose adoption. From September to May, the best place for your sports news, stories, scores, and a whole lot of hot takes, Brave New Radio presents Heating Up with Dylan Burns, hosted by me, Dylan Burns. He's on fire! Join me for an hour every Sunday, 12 to 1 p.m., as I break down the most recent stories and the biggest games the week has to offer. And if you don't agree with what I have to say, call in and join the conversation, but just know... It's game on. Heating up with Dylan Burns every Sunday, 12 to 1 p.m., only on Brave New Radio. He's heating up. How can I make money in the music business? Why copyright? Should I make a CD anymore? Trying to break into the music and entertainment biz? Wondering how the business works? Wondering how guys like Elton John and MC Hammer go bankrupt? Why am I not making any cash? Tune in to WP Brave New Radio every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Hang with the university's music business faculty hosts, me, Steve Marconi. And me, Dave Phil. Plus, we'll have industry guests and students from the music management program. How do I get gigs down at the shore? Call in with your questions and hear the latest in industry happenings. How do I get my music on iTunes? How do I get on a tour? It's Music Biz 101 and more every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Only on WP Brave New Radio. Your secretary's got our checks, right? Mine's direct deposit, I think. (laughs) You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. We are back. Music Biz 101 and more. Brave New Radio. I want to give one shout out to at Rue underscore Porter, the righteous one, righteous, W-R-I-T-E-O-U-S, who's uh, actually been tweeting me quite a bit, and she's been listening to the podcast. She's listening right now. She made a comment about You Belong to the City. Uh, by Glenn Fry that I brought up the, that sax oh, song, yes. um, and she mentioned how Jay Z's "City Is Mine" interpolates "You Belong to the City" by Glenn Fry. So, uh. Ruth, thank you very much for listening and for all your support. That's been great, Marconi. Yes, 
you wanted to bring something well, up while we I have think a, for a new artist and especially new artists that may not be in the pop field we have uh, you started talking about 2007 that you met and so on and so forth so we've gone actually the year from, 2007 <laughs> yes we've gone from the CD to video, you know. um, to downloads now to streaming yeah. and uh, how has that affected maybe um, not only your revenue streams but your direction in terms of is it going to be recording as a viable revenue stream in another five years or do we really have to do what everybody's doing of course is live is number one and all the ancillaries with live so yeah um streaming absolutely impacts uh the uh the income for master owners as well as songwriters the um the royalty rates for the for streaming just doesn't come nowhere near the royalty rates of purchasing purchasing an album or a song even on iTunes digitally um, so what's happening right now is uh, the NMPA which is the National Music Publishers Association they're the lobbyists for all the publishers and songwriters um, uh, in the United States they're, they're working with companies like ASCAP and BMI and CSAC and they're trying to get uh, legislation passed in Congress uh, particularly the Songwriters Equity Act and it's kind of um, you know it's, a, it's an intense complicated piece of legislation so definitely go you can go to ASCAP's website and read about it um, students of Marconi and Phillips definitely check that out mm -hmm. uh, the Songwriters Equity Act um, but we need to rewrite the copyright laws in this country there are decrees that are over a hundred years old and they need to be rewritten for the digital streaming age that allow for more higher rates to songwriters and master owners for streaming. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And all full performers on terrestrial radio. Yeah, so we're the only only country that does not have... So, like, you know how you get Sound Exchange digital royalties right. as an artist? You get mm -hmm. your digital royalties from Sound Exchange? Mm -hmm. Every country in the world has that for... Ter well, not every country, but no, every, right. every country where music is... In you know, high on the list. You know, there's other Every countries developed where country. yeah, there's countries where civil war is happening, and that yeah, might not no, be I the mean, highest thing on their it's list. It's not in Afghanistan. It's not in Iran, and right. Well, ho hopefully one few. day it will be. But um, we're the only country that does not have performance royalties for artists on terrestrial radio. Mm -hmm. So actually, they've been trying to pass something for years now called the Respect Act, which handles just that situation. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's antiquated, and we need to update it. Absolutely. And we should pay a little bit of respect to our two performers here in the room, the JT Project. We want to thank right. Jacob yeah. Webb, right. Todd Shefflin. All Jacob right. Webb and yeah. Todd Shefflin. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's great. We want to thank Bianca Russo and Jess Frank for producing the show. Yes. Bianca and Jess. Nice. Yeah. Marconi cannot clap because of the uh, full body cast, but we want to thank Dr. Esteban Marconi. And yes. Professor yes. David Kirk Phil. That is I, the professor. The professor. Throw me on Gilligan's Island. I'll turn and a coconut into a radio. As Arnold once said, I'm sure. We'll be back. We're back. Yes. So we will be back February 17th. Until then, go to musicbiz101wp.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You can find our podcast there. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. This particular radio show that you're hearing and is ending right now will be up probably in about a week and a half, maybe 13 days, maybe one week. But we want to thank one more time Todd Shevler, Jacob of the JT Project. Go to thejtproject.com sign up for their stuff. We are leaving you with Overdrive off of the album Moments of Change. Moments of Change. Moments of Change. This was great. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you very much. Todd and Jacob. Todd and yeah. Jacob. Todd and Jacob. <laughs> Until yeah. then, we want to say adios.